On today's podcast, we got a chance to catch up with Elijah Bencole, and he shares with us how he and his wife paid off over $167,000 worth of debt in just shy of three years. He tells us how this journey actually made him and his wife closer and why he thinks anybody can embark on this journey if they have a plan and they're willing to try. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Here's how we look at it. If we're putting money towards 401k and we're supposedly getting all this match that comes with it and all this free money that comes with it, that is good. But what is the point of that if on the other hand, we're here paying all this interest that you're not really contributing in, in the big picture, you're not really putting in what you think you're putting in because most of that is being paid to interest anyways with mm-hmm. the money that you're not paying off that loan. Welcome to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. And I'm your host, George Palm, entrepreneur, financial advisor, fitness enthusiast, and foodie. What's up, everybody? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Legacy and Lifestyle Show. Today, we have a very uh, inspiring guest. So I'm so glad to introduce you guys to Elijah Bancole. Um, we originally got connected, I'd say a little over a week ago, I think. So we, we got to the podcast pretty quickly, um, which I'm glad because sometimes you make those connections and it takes a while to uh, get folks on the show. So I was glad that we were able to get him on uh, fairly quickly. I actually stumbled across his story on Instagram, the power of social media, and then his cousin uh, tagged me in the in the post that I saw, ironically enough, a few minutes later, and then he forged the connection, and then here we are. Uh, so with no further ado, let me introduce Elijah Bencole to you. Hey, George, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. Man, I'm glad to be here. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. So I'll give you guys the, I gave you guys, I guess, the informal connection and how we uh, met. I'll give you guys the, I guess, the formal uh, bio and background on Elijah. So he was born and raised in Nigeria and came to the U.S. at the age of 11. He currently resides in St. Paul, Minnesota. His current occupation is an implementation consultant in the healthcare field. He got married in August of 2017 to his wife, who was originally from Ethiopia. And so I haven't mentioned why he's such an inspiring guest, him and his wife actually, um, but they actually paid off $167,000 worth of debt in two years and 10 months. How incredible is that? So tell me a little bit about your your background and just you know who you are and, and what you do. I know I told everybody you're an implementation consultant, but just kind of beyond that, like who is Elijah? Hey George, yeah. So you you give a pretty good uh, background on myself, but you know I like to share the fact that you know I'm a proud Nigerian, born and raised, uh, and so I've been in the country some. 18 years now, just done 30, so some 18, 19 years now I've been in the country. Um, so I went to school here in Minnesota. Since we've been in the country, Minnesota was our was my parents' choice of state, which I question sometimes, but here we are. <laughs> we've, we've made the best out of it. Yeah. I went to school up here at, Uni- uh, at University of Minnesota Duluth, 
got a degree in management information systems and decided to go the healthcare route with my degree. And so I've been working in uh, the healthcare field ever since uh, ever since my degree. So that's that's the daytime me. And then depending on who you talk to, they either know the Elijah world or they know the DJ Banky world because I also DJ quite often. Oh, and, okay. And so that's that's the side hustle of choice and. Uh, and so that's that's what I do. So it depends on who you meet at, at, at work point. I might be Elijah. I might be DJ Vicky. So okay, that's a, that's a little background on, on, on me. Nice, nice. I, well, I, I, that was that was news to me. So thanks for sharing that. I have to hear some of your DJ skills at some point. Yes, sir. I would love to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> might have to get you like do a little mix up for my for my podcast intro or something. We'll, we'll figure it out. Let's talk, man. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, like I said in the beginning, what originally sparked uh, this conversation is that, you know, I saw that they had paid off so much debt and that's just a huge milestone and a huge accomplishment in a society where people are burdened down and stressed with debt. So when I saw that, I was like, I have to connect with who this person is. And lo and behold, we had a mutual friend and connection, which made it even easier to do. So um, I'm just so thankful that we're able to talk about it. But I guess my question for you and so I can share with the rest of the audience is what originally sparked the journey and desire to pay off debt so aggressively? Yeah, so honestly, um, 100%, 100% credit goes to my wife. Okay. Um, this this whole journey started uh, what we now call her quarter life crisis. She was, uh, you know, she was kind of, she was in grad school and a lot of stress came with grad school. And uh, I remember one of the times uh, she would come home and after working all day and have to go to classes and then come home, it was just, it was a, it was a huge burden. Um, a lot of times, a lot of long days. Um, so one of the days she had came back and we really, I don't even know what had sparked the conversation regarding finances, but we started talking about finances and the student loans and how it was just such an annoyance more than anything else. It wasn't a huge burden per se, the financial part, but just to, you know, just how an okay she was with the fact that once this student loan is all said and done, there's going to be so much money paid back, especially with the interest. And that's really what sparked the conversation. And, and she had presented the idea to me many times that why don't we get aggressive? Why don't we get aggressive and really think about paying this stuff off early? That way, we're not incurring all this interest that comes with the 10-year plan that, 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 they want you to, that they want you to do. And so, and I was very resistant. I said, nope, <laughs> doesn't interest me whatsoever. We're doing just fine the way we're living right now. We're making our payments. We're never late for our payments. We are doing everything right the way we're supposed to. So that did not interest me at all. But, you know, thank God for her, her steadfast way and not, and not giving up on me. So it took about five, about five to six months of continuing to just kind of gently and lovingly bring up the idea of, you know, how nice it would be to not have student payments anymore and to not have any any kind of major debt so that's really what sparked the super aggressive payoff method um it is good to mention that before we both came together and really went hard at our at all our debt we were kind of working on it well not kind of we're, we both were working on getting out of debt um individually on our own which i'm sure we'll get into later but that you know we were kind of working on it and we really came together and and it was all, or because uh, from my wife's perspective, we were ready to really take the next step and really get aggressive with our with our debt payments. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. You know what they say: a man who finds a wife, right? He finds, finds a great thing. Finds a, a great, great thing. thing. 
A great thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were good. A great thing. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. My, uh, my wife. I mean, obviously, I'm the one driving the financial decisions in my house, but there's a lot of other things um, that my wife um, really helps me out with. So I'm very grateful. So I know what it's like to have a helpmate that um, helps you see things that you don't see. It's a blessing, indeed. Yeah. Definitely agree. So you know, I guess before I dive into my next question, um, let me ask you this. So a lot of people, when they hear someone aggressively pay off debt, at least for me, what sparks in my mind is like, well, what happens if like I lose my job? Like I can't call up the student loan company or call up Amex and say, hey, look, I aggressively were paying you guys way more than I had to. Well, now I'm not getting income. Can you guys, you know, send me some money back? Or, you know, what's the what's the thought process behind should I still be saving incrementally along the way? Or do I build up my savings to at least a certain point before I start paying off debt? I'm almost curious of you guys' thought process in that realm because, you know, you just never know what could happen, right? And so while paying off debt is a great financial goal, how does that play into the overall scenario of the what ifs, if you will? Does that make sense? It makes it makes a great amount of sense, and I think it's a it's a really good point. And I think sometimes might be one of the reasons I don't call it excuses, but the thought process just based on how we're educated on why you shouldn't really, you know, you should be cautious of paying off your debt, which. To me and you might sound ridiculous, you know, you don't go too aggressive because life might happen. And then what happens with all the things you did not pay off or you did not do? Anyways, so I, I, I get it. And, and for us, the thought process for us and why we went this route is the method that we use to pay off um, to pay off this debt, which is following uh, Dave Ramsey's baby steps. And I think part of what, what draws me and what drew, uh, what drew both of us to um, the rest of baby steps is it really made sense you know thinking through the steps and 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 with life you just think like it makes sense so for example baby step number number one is having a thousand dollar baby emergency fund baby emergency fund because it's not gonna pay your rent for five months if you were employed but it would get you get you through any baby emergency that might happen such as your tire going out such as having to change your ac if you're out such as you know, having to, you know, it's a baby emergency that you would need to get done within maybe a, a month time frame. Right. Or, or sooner. But once you have that baby emergency fund, you can really focus on what matters, which is there's no way you can gain financial independence with having debt around. And so for us, we knew that, especially with a combined income, having that $1,000 nest egg was enough to at least have us focus on aggressively paying off our debt. Because if something like you said, should happen and we go unemployed one we live low below our means enough that we know it would be fine but we also know we kind of had our first level of, of defense would be the little baby emergency fund so that made sense to us and so we took that approach i know that's not the case with everyone obviously not everyone has a you know combined household income and not everyone you know maybe their household income is not enough to to pay off their um their monthly expenses or 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 their um you know, whatever bill they have. But for us, it makes sense. And, and that's why we were okay going that route. Okay. No, that's that's fair. I just, you know, I like to get different people's perspectives because, you know, it is personal. It's called personal finance for a reason because it's personal to your lifestyle and your situation. And so it's always interesting to see how people rationalize and do what works for them because it's not always a one-size-fits-all. So I think that is something you guys probably assessed that made sense, as you put it. Uh, for you guys, and I'm glad that it, it worked. Obviously, because here we are, right? Two two years and eleven and ten months later. So, 
Absolutely. It, it went for us, so. Yep. Okay, so committing to a goal like or any goal is usually no joke, right? You guys committed to a very, very big one. So were there any points throughout the journey when you guys were just like, eh, I don't know, like, should we slow down? Like, we're, you know, we made, a, we made a dent, you know, let's take this extra trip instead. Like, what was... What was the thought process throughout the, the two years and 10 months? Was there ever an ever a time where you guys just were maybe leaning on, you know, slowing back a little bit? Or was it the exact opposite? And once you guys saw results, you wanted to go full steam ahead? Definitely the latter. Um, we ne- not once, I can confidence that not once did we say, man, maybe we we're not doing this the right way. Maybe we should not pay off our debt aggressively. I think at times we'll question you know, what we wanted to tackle next, especially when we got to the student loan. You know, wanted to know if we wanted to continue to follow the Dave Ramsey way and just take lowest balance first, or maybe it was a good um, step in the process to focus on the interest rates versus the balance. But not once did we, because like you just mentioned, once you see, and again, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a endorser, I'm not a paid endorser for Dave Ramsey, but I'm a firm believer in it just because it got us to where we're at. And part of, again, what draws us to it is the fact that going with this method of having smaller balance, it's not about math, right? It's it's strictly based on changing your mentality and doing a behavior. And so the reason I say that is once we saw the lower balances go, and that first credit card was gone, and then the car came after that, we paid that off. We were like, man, this really is possible. We really could do this you know if we continue to stick with the game plan and we continue to do what we're doing right and continue to budget we continue to understand where our money is going we really could be free of all our debt so we just stay more motivated as we went along there were definitely many frustrating times i can tell you that much we're frustrated yeah annoyed you know with with you know parts of just seeing our money go to debt every month you know we would uh you know it just it's, it's annoying to know that you're earning all this money and it's going towards debt but we also knew that it was a short time sacrifice that we won't have to make again. So, no, we never thought of twice about let's call it quit, let's take a, let's take a little break and enjoy life a little bit. But we, we really, once we got into the group of things, we were we were we had a tunnel vision. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, to that end, um, is there anything you could say that you guys learned about yourself, or at least you can maybe speak for yourself, um, that you learned about yourself through this? Uh, challenge of, of knocking out all these decks. Again, committing to any goal is, is challenging, but the fact that you guys committed to it and saw it through completely, I, I imagine that there was some, some maybe some things you guys learned throughout the process about yourselves. Yeah, you know, my wife and I talk about this quite often. Um, I think during this journey, we really, the things that we thought we did well, I think really came out more during this journey, and the things that we and just in regards to our relationship, I think other parts of our relationship was really sharpened because of our, our financial, uh, our, because of the journey to trying to pay off our debt and being debt free. And I think there's so much skills that comes with, there's just so much that you learn about each other. And for us, it was things like communication, um, you know, transparency, and, and, and just the old sacrifice that comes with paying off your debt. And so, for example, with the transparency part of, of learning that about each other, you know, we knew we trusted each other, but it wasn't really till we really decided that, you know what, as a household, the right way to go about it is just to combine this income and really just tackle this as one. And so it was my wife that was responsible to convincing us to start the case, but I kind of became the obsessive one that was really obsessing. I mean, a healthy 
kind of yeah. <laughs> but really just yeah. focusing on just what can we do better and you know how are we doing and we would come together every couple of weeks and do updates on with the, where our money is going and how things are going but it took my wife to be transparent and she once we talked about it we're on the same page and we're having our couple weeks meeting she was pretty she trusted me enough to know that I was going to go in her account every two weeks when she get paid and put that money in our joint account and we would come together and so there was just a lot of trust and transparency that came with the journey that really strengthened it really strengthened our relationship and really just helped us learn that we really were in this together and so that I mean among other things but just overall it just spilled over to our relationship as a whole hmm that's powerful so coming together through this journey of becoming debt-free, uh, brought out some more clarity in other areas of your relationship. It sharpened communication. Uh, it heightened the trust and transparency because money is one of those most touchy subjects, right? To your point, um, do we combine our finances? And what does that look like? Because there are couples who don't do that, right? And so, um, right. yeah, that's interesting. I have, I have couples from time to time, or at least one of the um, people in the relationship from time to time ask me like you know when's the right time to combine your finances and all that kind of stuff so uh i'm, I'm glad you guys came to a conclusion that worked for you guys because i've seen it be not so successful uh, right. for, for other people yeah i mean i i always say that it, it makes so much sense now why money is number one reason for divorce in this country it, it just makes sense yeah because you know it's so easy to say oh you guys have two incomes and you know, you can combine that and make it work, but I wish people understood how much more communication and how much work it takes, you know, to be able to be on the same page with a combined income. You know, the easier way, I think, quote unquote, easier way would have been like, well, do your thing, let's do my thing, and we'll check in and see how both agree. But we just, we were not going to go that route. And it just makes so much sense why, you know, communication can result to not being on the same page, especially about money. Mm-hmm. And so for us, you know, I don't think, there's one right way, I guess. If there's, if you know, if a couple of things that can, you know, it works best for them to have a separate income and or you know, not a combined household when it comes to your money. Uh, so be it. But for us, we definitely would not have you any other way, and, and we do think that's that's just the that that is the way to go about it. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I can even speak from personal experience. So yeah, I remember when my wife and I when we first got married. Uh, we first we just had a joint like bill account like we would share you know we would ha- we would put a certain amount of money in to share for all of our fixed expenses but for all of our variable costs or you know going on vacation we would just kind of equally or you know contribute to that as needed and then when I look back when we made the switch to combine all of our finances it actually became way easier in the sense that like I didn't have to wonder what she was doing she didn't have to wonder what I was doing um, it did require more transparency, but I think it ended up being a much better fit because now everything that I do, she's aware of and vice versa. And it just it's, there's a lot more trust and we just are able to clearly see where our money's going without having to wonder what it looks like. So, you know, from personal experience, I actually think it's easier, easier in the sense of how you manage it. You just have to have more communication um, on the front end in order to make things work. But I'm definitely a big Absolutely. advocate of combining your all of your finances together when you're married. Absolutely, no, that's 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 golden. That we're just definitely on the same page regarding that. <laughs> For sure. So now that all this debt is paid off, what's next? So like, what? That's it takes a lot of energy to put towards that goal, and now the goal has been achieved. So, what are some of the things you guys are thinking about doing at this point? 
I mean, I know some things that are think going through my mind is maybe a natural progression, but kind of curious as to what you guys have thought through. Yeah, so, you know, doing the process, again, kind of looking from the very beginning of this, the things we were excited about that, that kept us motivated through the process. Um, one was really uh, being able to invest our money and watch our money grow and eventually have our money kind of work for us and being able to, to be a giver and blessing to our you know, to, to friends and family that sacrificed so much for us to be here. Um, so those are kind of the top two things. And the way that breaks down, I mean, investing-wise, I'm, I, I, I mean, I just love the topic of finance. I, I love the ability to be able to now go in because during the process, you have to put all this money inside debt, paying thousands and thousands of dollars every month towards debt. That now it's kind of the reverse, right? You get to really control uh, if you're able to put your money somewhere else and watch it actually grow versus watching a balance decrease. Right. And so that's kind of what we're excited the most about. Uh, we're, we're looking at, you know, a couple, like, I, I love the idea of real estate that I'm, I'm really just trying to been working really hard on educating myself and really understanding how it works and really feeling comfortable that when, when we are ready, we can take advantage and, and really get into that. Um, we're definitely going to be now, um, like Dave Ramsey suggested, we paused our, you know, our, our retirement investments during that time frame. Um, and you know, again, the math experts and the financial experts are like, don't do that. You're made, you know, you're passing on, but we wanted to focus all our energy on getting out of debt because we knew that technically we could, we could catch that up. So I'm excited for us to be aggressively now putting towards um, our retirement and just really planning for our future, really, really getting true financial independence. So those are kind of our top two things is really investing and also being able to, uh, to be a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And you know, you, this wasn't an original question of mine, but I'm almost curious of your perspective, not, not necessarily advice that you give to somebody else, but like you mentioned pausing your retirement account. So let's just say from, if there was somebody in a different financial position, right? Maybe they didn't have as much cash flow or, or income as you and your wife do and they're, they're just trying to get out of debt, but they did, they have been over a number of years incrementally contributing to like a retirement account, right? From your vantage point, do you think it would make sense for them to borrow money from their like a 401k or something to pay off the debt? Or would it only make sense just to pause it and put any available cash flow towards paying down the debt? I'm almost curious about because I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the fact that Dave Ramsey recommended pausing, but I was almost curious if, if if from your perspective, would it make sense if a person didn't have enough cash flow to take money from a retirement account to pay down debt? Yeah, I would, I would definitely, definitely always advise against taking out your 401k. To me, that's just never, except for the rules that have been put in place that that exempts you from the penalties that come with um, withdrawing your 401k early. Um, to me, that's just rather focus on getting income up and cutting down your expense and living below your means and again I understand that's easier said than done for other people depending on what life uh, what cards life is presenting you so I'm not you know I'm, I'm not ignoring that but I, I, I just don't think there are any outside besides the, the the exceptions that comes with the rule of the 401k I don't think it's ever okay to withdraw 401k to pay off debt um, pausing we did and that's something we have to talk we have to talk through many times and calculate as well and try to think through yes the money that we put in between the almost three years would be compounded by now but we also knew if we focused all our energy because here's how we look at it if we're putting money towards 401k and we're supposedly getting all this match that comes with it and all this 
free money that comes in. That is good. But what is the point of that if on the other hand, we're here paying up all this interest that you're not really contributing and in the big picture, you're not really putting in what you think you're putting in because most of that is being paid to interest anyways with the mm-hmm. money that you're not paying off that loan. Right. And so that was that was kind of our convincing factor that just told us, you know what, that makes sense too positive and just focus all energy right now on paying off that debt and you can go back then and, and be able to contribute more now that you have no credit card, no car and no student loan. You can contribute a whole lot more and, and be comfortable not having any other payment. Yeah. You know, and, and the more you say it, I mean, I can honestly see how that makes sense to a lot of people because it's all about just, you can, you can apply that concept to anything, right? It's, just, it's the concept of focus, right? It's like, it's the same, it's no different than the guy or girl who has 10 different passions, right? She, not to say that any of those passions are bad, but like you only have a finite amount of energy. And so if you're only putting a little bit of energy into each place, nothing is really ever able to go to the next level. Y'all, you're kind of just, incrementally pushing things along but nothing really being able to like really take off and so right. i think when, when you make that sacrifice towards anything it might seem to the naked eye short-sighted but what you're really doing is expediting the ability to um complete a goal so that you can then shift all your energy to another goal um right. what comes to mind when i hear that is a quote that one of my really good friends always says and he's extremely successful um what he says is you can have everything you want in the world just not at the same time at the same time and that's what it makes me think about i 100 percent agree because and and that's where frustration and and quitting comes you know to go along with what you know what you just mentioned kind of like losing weight right if you're trying to lose weight and you're doing cardio and doing weightlifting and you're using this yoga and you're doing that they're all really good things right but you know it's easy to get frustrated when you can't just own one and really just focus on it so this is the method i'm going to go with and i'm going to focus on this and just get it done you know and so so that's exactly that's exactly what it is that's where frustration comes because you're doing this 401k and you're having this primary saving and secondary saving and you're trying to pay this credit card off and to me it's just it's it's a lot harder to see traction when you have your money going five different places versus just focusing on on one yep and then and then being able to 10x the next goal, right? Because you're redirecting exactly. all, the, all the energy that you put towards that. You're able to put it towards another thing. So it makes, from that conceptual standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. And I can see why you guys have the success you have versus some folks who might have said, well, if I were you guys, I would still save X amount of dollars. I would still put money towards my 401k. If you probably looked at the cold, hard numbers uh, about in terms of what you guys will be able to do now going forward versus what they're able to do incrementally across all these different things. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be in a much better position. And so, um, you know, I, I, I can see it. I, I can see it a lot clearly now. Like, cause I personally, even me being a financial advisor, you know, um, I look at everybody's situation differently. And then I also have to factor in their goals as well and to determine what makes sense for them. But, you know, I think if a person has the ability and focus and they're willing to make that short term sacrifice, I can see how this could be a very, a very good option for a lot of people. Absolutely. Okay, so if anybody that's listening to this podcast was considering starting a similar journey, what would you tell them? If you if you look back on the two years and ten months that you guys uh, just had and completed, because you guys just completed it what in March, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, if you look back, is there any you know what advice would you give to somebody just starting out or thinking about starting out? Better be 
a few, but the kind of the top, maybe two or three that I think I'll give them is, you know, started young and would telling yourself why. Why do I want to embark on this journey? Because that why comes in so handy when you start that journey. Like I mentioned, there were definitely many, many frustrating, you know, frustrating moments during this journey. That thank God we both had each other to lean on to kind of keep us encouraged. But there's frustrating times because because most likely it's going to come with having to change your life pattern. And, you know, comes with having to probably make some significant or maybe not so significant life change, depending on what kind of lifestyle you have right now. But you know, asking yourself, really, what's the why? What's motivating me to get this? Are you frustrated of just making payments every week and being part of the 700% or whatever the percentage is now that lives paycheck to paycheck, even though you're making decent amount of money? You know, what, what is your why? And once you really zone in on that why, sit down and really come up with a plan. You know, how do you plan? Because like we just mentioned, if you're over here trying to do five different things at once, stats and research has shown that your chance of of yielding good results is very low. You know, so sit down, come up with a plan. It could be the day Ramsey thing, it could be something else, but just have a plan that you can stick to. And I think that's kind of probably the last thing is just continue to stick to that plan. Remind yourself when it gets hard, why you started, you know, continue to focus in on, on, on the plan. I travel every week for work and just about every week when I'm on the plane, I'm, I'm just looking at our charts and saying, man, someday we're here. You know, here's where we are right now. How did we do last month? I just really, again, you know, obsessed over in a healthy way, but just healthily obsessed over, over our goals and just continue to remind yourself and stick to the plan of what we're on. So that's probably the top three advice I'll give someone is really tell, you know, ask yourself, what is the reason I'm starting this? Because it doesn't get hard. You get a chance to remind yourself why you're on it. And number two is just having a really plan that you can focus on and that you can stick to. And uh, number three is sticking to that plan. You know, no matter how hard it gets, remind yourself the why and just stick to the plan. And um, I think your chances of our success are really pretty good. That's really good. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Um, looking back uh, at this point, now that the journey is over, I know you just gave us a few nuggets in terms of what advice you would give to somebody uh, who was considering starting out. But is there anything you would have done differently um, looking back? Um, I sat down at the age of 25 and said that this was going to be my five-year game plan was by the age of 30 be absolutely debt-free that I would have my money would not be going to no lender and no one else. But even at that point, I still felt like I could have, I could have started earlier. Yeah. And I, I know just about everyone says that, but I just, you know, I mean, life just presented itself good enough that I was blessed enough that I still kicked myself that, man, I would be even in a better place right now if it started early. I'm absolutely grateful for, how, you know, how far we've came and, you know, how the, you know how things have played out. But I think I definitely would have started earlier, not just paying off debt, but really just educating myself on, on just about money. Just, I thought I, you know, I thought I knew money, but I just wish I educated myself more and just understood that most of the stuff that you're taught in school regarding money, is just could not be farther from the truth. You know, wish I didn't spend so much on the things that didn't have relevance to me and, and our life overall. And I just wish I really got to really want to know about money a lot, a lot sooner in life. Cause I think I probably would have made different decisions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still <laughs> glad it didn't take me till yeah. 45, 50 to, to understand, so. No, for sure. So, so, you, so you're 30 now, is that correct? So debt free, that's that's huge, man. That's, I, I, need, I need to find a sound effect, a round of applause, so I can <laughs> I can I can add it add it to the podcast, man. That is that is huge. I mean, just I mean, we, you and I got a chance to talk offline um, 
last week. But to your point, like the reason why I wanted to have you on and the reason why you're comfortable sharing your story is because this is the kind of stuff that people need to hear because number one, it's possible, right? You're you're 30 years old. You're, you know, someone out there just like you probably has a similar uh, story or a similar possibility to be able to have your story. And we just need to share more um, news like this because these are things that will actually be transformative for people's lives. I think it is so important to have representation of knowing that somebody that looks like me is in a similar predicament than me. They did it and it means I can do it too. So I'm incredibly grateful for you coming on the show and sharing this. And I'm going to recommend that all my friends and all my listeners share it. I hope it's the most listened to uh, podcast that I've had had to date because this is this is good stuff, man. And I'm really, really inspired by your accomplishment. And that's for, you know, like we like we talked about offline, that was part of my main excitement of, you know, among all the inquiries that have came, this is one of the ones I was really looking forward to just because like you said, that'd be people that look like us and have that platform to really reach our people and to let them know that it can be done is is enough for me to be excited uh, to come on this this great podcast because it truly truly can be done. You know, you may make less, you may make more, but having just a plan, you know, you really can do this. And now being on the other side it's worth every single sacrifice and you know it might take it longer or, or shorter but definitely is something that will be worth your while so i was definitely excited um, for the invite so i thank you again absolutely man i think that the thing to to his point it might take you longer or shorter but it's worth the sacrifice i think the thing to remember is it's not about what you would do if you could it's about what you can do with what you have so with that we'll wrap up for today thank you guys so much for listening and until next time Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy and Lifestyle Show with your host, George Achenpong, where you'll learn how to live the life you want today while planning for the legacy you want to leave tomorrow. Purpose, passion, and profit. Makes sense to me.